Hello and uh, welcome to the 30 Minute CMO Podcast. My name is Gorsha Kucho and I'm joined uh, by my friend and partner, Alex McNamara, who is back in Portland from traveling to... To Portland. I've done both Portlands. And You've done it all the was Portlands. very fun. Done all the Portlands, all both of them. Uh, <laughs> it was great. It was really great. Do you know that the, this Portland, the West Coast Portland, uh, was going to be... Uh, named either Portland or Boston because the two people who founded Portland on the West Coast were from Boston and Portland. And do you know how they decided which name to go with? No, they tell me. flipped a coin three times and the guy from Portland won and hence we are Portland, Oregon and not Boston, Oregon. Well, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And what's even more interesting, there is a very nice man who runs a brewery called The Coin Toss. And he is in Oregon City, and that is where he named his brewery from. I feel like you've been drinking beer from that brewery for a while on this show. For a while. It and is, now we know it the is a story behind it. It is a favorite in this household. Amazing. Well, now we yeah. know the actual history behind the name. What's, cool what's very fun is uh, the, uh, the pet name for the people who drink at the coin toss is Tosses. So. <laughs> On his posts, when he posts out, you know, hey, tossers, come round to the, you know, come round for a beer tonight from England, that sounds like not a thing you should be saying to the people you like. <laughs> and that's why we have regional context and all of that stuff. <laughs> that's why we have exactly regional context. Yes. Yes. Well, cool. Welcome back. Uh, we were all patiently waiting for you to come back so we could do another one of these episodes. And yep. we have quite a bit of stuff uh, to, to get through Lots today. Of things. Um, you know what's really interesting this year? Christmas came in like August. Or at least like <laughs> all, the, all the Christmassy bits. I, I remember actually going to Home Depot for something in September. And you know when you enter and you usually see grills and stuff in the front. Yeah. Um, part of the store it was old christmas trees and uh, you know santa clauses and all of that and i was like that is just way too early that's um, way too early they're missing out on the prime halloween sales by taking it up with christmas sales well i guess at this stage halloween probably happened in april <laughs> i think yeah. well i mean i we, we know why this is it's because the you know there are 60 you know big cargo ships that are floating outside of Port of LA and Long Beach yep. uh, with all our Christmas gifts and things and Ikea furniture and um, yeah. everything else that you cannot currently buy. Um, so they're trying to get people to buy things early. And to that extent, and it's not just a problem in the US, by the way, it's a problem everywhere in the UK and in the rest of Europe and Australia. All of these big brands are starting to put out their Christmas ads uh, way earlier than they normally would. And yep. I have to tell you, just like, I'm not ready for that yet. Like, I still want to get through <laughs> Thanksgiving, and I'm already in the second week of seeing Christmas ads from everyone. I'm I'm all for starting Christmas at the beginning of November, uh, because Are Christmas you? only comes once a year. Yeah. Well, maybe not Christmas ads, but like, I want to put up a Christmas tree, get the decorations up. I want to maximize Christmas feeling for as long you, as possible. You want to put up a Christmas tree in November, you're going to have to buy a Christmas tree subscription so you have a fresh tree for Christmas. <laughs> you know, sacrifices must be made for the enjoyment of Christmas. Wow. No, I I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love I love Thanksgiving as a as a, you know, as a prelude to Christmas. It like it makes it makes the holidays what it is. 
I, I don't I don't agree with you. I don't agree with any of this. All of this all of this is just <laughs> crap, and uh, I I hope it never never happens again. But um, as it is, uh, we are starting to get um, these Christmas ads coming in, and I just wanted to um, start our show with uh, with our thoughts about these ads because we always have ads thoughts, we about have ads. thoughts about ads. Yes. yes, as that we have thoughts about. Um, and leading the charge, as per usual, is uh, the retailer out of the UK, John Lewis, uh, who is famous or which is famous for, you know, creating the Super Bowl of ads kind of uh, notion yep. in the UK, right? We, we discussed this on one of the episodes before, um, and everyone tries to measure up to, to John Lewis and their Christmas ads. And so they released this one um, this year, and it features really just kind of, it's a story of uh, sharing. Um, there's a child involved. Um, there is a, uh, an alien that crash lands into, um, I guess, the backyard or a nearby forest where this child lives. And there's this whole story of how the child keep, keeps, you know, kind of sharing the the magic of Christmas with that uh, alien a gir- alien girl, I guess, and then at the end is sort of rewarded with a little kiss before the alien goes back to um, her home. Alien, alien girl goes back to her homeland. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't, you didn't like it either. I didn't like it. I didn't. What, what didn't you like about it? Tell me. I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't get it. Why? 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 I feel like I feel like the brief for them said create tears or like, you know, I think they try to go for the emote like they try to kind of repackage their old some old formula for, you know, a tear jerker type of an ad. And they were I didn't have any emotions watching it. Yeah, I didn't like it because I didn't think it made sense. There was the story was missing some critical storytelling Um and I also didn't like, I just didn't get it. I didn't understand, you know, I, I understood the sharing Christmas makes Christmas better bit, but also it didn't really, it didn't pay it off at the end. Like the, the, the kid gave the alien child, uh, the jumper that he wore at the beginning of the ad, which was like how they bonded with the star. Yeah. And then the, they watched the, I think it was the, um, uh, love actually scene where the the girl gives the boy a kiss in the airport that happened and it, and it left and it was like what and but when they landed like you just assume that the alien child is stranded and you don't really get told that you didn't really build up the the emotional uh hook that the the alien child is scared and lonely it seemed perfectly fine without the human child i just didn't think that the alien child needed to exist in the story uh i think i think what they did which is what we're going to come on to the other two um ads was that the human to human has been done and it looks like with every other agency has done this so they try to make it different with an alien yeah but this alien is like so human looking i mean there is not a lot that's alien about this alien it didn't it didn't it didn't work it didn't make sense i don't know i don't get it i don't get it i really didn't and also like it. if we're if, if if we're gonna really talk about like acceptance and you know sharing and all of this 
why did the little boy leave the alien girl in the forest for several nights yeah. when she was probably cold in a broken spaceship? Invite yeah. her over to his very accepting home where she would have been breaking bread with his family and being part of, you know, the crew. Um, yeah. Why, yeah, why couldn't we point. do that? Right? Why didn't why didn't the little boy invite the alien person? Speaking of inviting people over, that's what Coke yep. uh, decided to do. And uh, they have uh, an ad for Christmas called uh, Real Magic Christmas. You want to tell us about that ad? I think you watched all three hours of it. Uh, yeah, another one of those self-indulgent two and a half minute long films, as they call them. Yeah, it was it was the yeah, it was like kid lives in an apartment block sees a movie where santa comes down well it starts with kid walks down a corridor and a grumpy old lady looks through the chained uh you know, the little chain door locker slams the door in his face and he's like all right that's mean watches the thing santa comes down with a present he's like i don't have a chimney i need to build a chimney so he starts to build a cardboard chimney and it has to go through the whole apartment building which seems very inefficient for a chimney um and yep. all of the neighbors all the neighbors come in and they all help and then the security guard bursts through the door and holds up a coke box and is like i'm here to help and they build this chimney and then um that leads to, this, to the to the old lady's window leads to the old lady's window and how she didn't realize this was happening baffles me so they drop a present down which would not have gone down because there were way too many dips in that chimney for a present to naturally fall through so docked points for that one and then but what was the, the present because it must have been present. something amazing yeah it must have been something really important because that they went through all this effort she opens the present and it says a tag that says meet us at 3 p.m and so she goes up to wherever the wherever they were at 3 p.m because it didn't give an address or a door number and it's a big enjoyment of all of the neighbors around a big old table all drinking coca-cola with a you know sharing breaking bread and having fun together so that was that was the that was the ad i didn't i didn't like it i didn't li i didn't like it i didn't like it two thumbs down for that one it was yeah a waste i feel like it was time. like i feel like you said it was very indulgent of uh of the creative agency and the brand to uh to to, to make this ad because again i i feel like all they were trying to really do is repackage some old tired ideas to generate um, emotion and first of all we had a lot of emotions already this past year uh, yeah. and this is this is just this idea that they that they all are just trying to lean into this idea of sharing but they are doing a very kind of tired old job of this it's just not landing for me um, I didn't again feel any emotions I was like oh well I yeah that's it was very That's on nice. the nose and it was very like old lady young young boy dynamic and she's grumpy because she doesn't have family that she can go and see and he's like i have i can bring you into this community and it just felt really on the nose and very just un it's coke they're doing a global ad there's no dialogue it's all music it's all like made for a global rollout so yeah you're going to be lacking in some of the um storytelling there it has to all be visual and music but yeah it was just like two and a half minutes of building a cardboard chimney it was I yeah just didn't like i it. think you asked, you asked a good question it's like why if if all of that was just to invite her to over you know make me believe that you can just invite her over by leaving that note at the door yeah 
or just put the Christmas present outside the door or just give her the note or just knock on the door. Right. I don't know. It just felt, it felt like it was missing a, a point. I didn't, I think the brief was lacking. Well, and then there's a third ad again, along the exact same storyline. Um, this one's from Amazon. Uh, and I think the only notable thing with this one is that it features Adele and her new single. And I think she dropped her single from what I understand through this ad. Um, in summary, because again, it's a two and a half minute ad, commercial film, whatever. It's way too long. It's about two minutes and 15 seconds too long. It's, uh, <laughs> it starts with a, a, young, a young woman who is for some reason she's all alone in a big city it looks like she's walking through like a downtown there's a lot of people she's kind of she has anxiety you know she also is lonely um she shares and uh, she shares um her apartment somehow we're back at her apartment and she's on the same floor with an older woman uh who takes sort of pity on her they never talk but the older woman meets or like sees her in a park and she's feeding birds and so this girl ends up buying a bird feeder on amazon and then birds start flying to her and it somehow gets her out of her funk. And she then thanks the older lady. Uh, and it was, again, this idea of like reaching out and, you know, like helping someone who is um, lonely, sort of like we just saw with uh, Coke and what we saw with the alien girl in the first ad mm -hmm. there this is all the same all of these are the same and they'll suck <laughs> um i i agree i didn't like it but there were two things that i did like about it one i thought it was the it was interesting that amazon and adele did a partnership where she dropped the single in in the ad and i don't think i've seen that before i've seen bands or artists make bespoke songs for ads but i've never seen someone drop a single through an ad or at least an ad quite as chris you know the super bowl of ads in england the christmas ad so like you know that i've never seen that and then the second one i thought out of all out of the three of them this one was the most uh one that people could relate to of like having christmas on your own in a city you know having anxiety and finding someone to help you through that i thought the first two did nothing to set up a, a a tension point or a emotional um investment in the in the characters because the storytelling was not as good but i thought this one at least tried hard to do something at the beginning to get you emotionally invested in in the character even though uh, the payoff was crap yeah at least I don't know. they tried you know, I, I I don't necessarily I, I don't feel like I I really got invested in the character, and I guess I I saw these ads sort of in a back-to-back -back fashion. Uh, although not really, I, uh, each one of these has been sort of covered and teased out uh, in their own separate times, and so I didn't actually see them in the back-to-back -back sort of way. But I watched this one. Uh, it was the hardest one for me to understand because it was um, the connection between the two characters was so loose. Uh, yeah. and yeah. I just couldn't believe that the outcome of someone, of this young woman getting out of her funk could have been a result of, you know, f feeding a bird and getting a bird feeder on Amazon. Um, I, I, I feel like 
and we talked about this before the before the show that they all worked off the, it feels like they all worked off the same brief that brands briefed the same brief into you know into the agencies this year i kind of wish there was more of like escapism in general i don't yeah. need to i don't feel like there's been so much reality in the last 18 months i don't need to have anything relatable like that i just kind of like entertain me like make something yeah. fun make a musical for two and a half minutes if you're gonna do that yeah do that do that do what corona does get snoop dogg to walk down a the beach they're having a terrible time with brand right where they were they've just got beaches and snoop dogg and it's just stupid and i love it every time it comes on i'm just like yeah it's great <laughs> it's not it's not real i love it don't make me remember reality we've had two years of this maybe yeah. give me something else yeah <sighs> so all oh. in all six thumbs down times two thumbs because down for both of us between us yeah. so between us. maximum yeah, thumbs downage yeah not there great. is one not that we great. didn't cover which we should which next time yeah we have a next time because you're we're going to take a little two-week break again for travel but next time MS they released one which i haven't seen but i've read about yeah. We should talk about we should we should do that one. It better not be a quote unquote tear jerker because it I involves like... pussy pigs. So whatever okay. happens. Okay. Okay. I can I buy into that. I buy into that. Yeah. All right. Um, um speaking, speaking of, of buying of, of buying speaking of buying into things. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me the thing you're gonna tell me. So Hilton. We're both Hilton Hilton members. I'm trying to keep yes. up my Hilton gold status so I can maximize whatever that gives me next year. So I, you know, I'm staying in Hilton next week. I called up to change my something on the reservation, did the whole thing. And the guy at the, at the hotel front desk, I guess, was like, do you want to stay on the line um, for 500 Hilton points to listen to an offer? And I was like, yeah, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. That's fine. I'll, lis- I'll listen to an offer. Mm-hmm. And they word that, I'm stressing that because they worded it in a way that I was like, yeah, I'll listen to a recording. It might be two minutes long and then I'll hang up. Next thing I know, click. I can hear call center chatter in the background. Hey there, I'm going to talk to you about, and I'm like, oh shit, it's a real person. Oh <laughs> no. And I spent the next two minute, two minutes just like listening to this thing. I'm like, all right, that's it. And they're like, so where would you want to where would you want to go if you could go somewhere orlando or vegas and i was like already with the mind games like i'm like i gave me you gave me a choice of one of the two okay and the next 20 minutes i'm negotiating with this person to get off the phone i felt like a hostage in my own living room whilst i was trying to convince someone to let me hang up on them and i tell you what they are very good they have these people trained so well every time i gave them an excuse they were like so why don't you want to book it right now and i'm like it seems really expensive i'm like all right well it was 199 for a 1200 dollars package but what i can do now is actually give you a fully refund fundable purchase so if you buy it you'll get the money back immediately and you'll just pay taxes and i'm like what how are you even making money from this? You can't just be like giving this away. Apparently they can because you've been through this and you know what this is. And I wasn't really paying attention, but you yeah, said they're basically they, selling you something. It's a, selling it's you a, something. 
It's a scam, dude. I mean, it's not a scam, but it's a time. <laughs> if if you don't consider if you don't consider timeshares to be scams, then you know you have another thing coming. But uh, yeah, they get they get you into buying one of these free freestyle packages. Oh, and by the way, you just have to sit through a two-hour presentation um, on one of the days when you're there. And they hard sell. If you thought this was a hard sell, imagine being there in person in a conference room with someone who is paid purely commission, and they're just hard selling the shit out of a timeshare, you know? <laughs> and um, I mean, in theory, you don't have to buy it. In theory, all you have to do is just sit through it. But they're not, it's not like they're giving you some arbitrary presentation. They're talking to you, you know, like they're, and I've, I, this was one of my first experiences in America and talking about capitalism is great. We, uh, <laughs> my parents and I back in like the mid nineties went to um, Orlando um, for my dad's conference and at the hotel, he was, um, you know, given an opportunity to like get free tickets to Disney World if he just would sit through a presentation for a couple of hours. And it was the hardest sell I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the guy was, you know, so intense for two hours, just like, and you're going to get this and you're going to get this and you're going to how much it doesn't matter. And you're going to get this and you're going to get this. <laughs> and I remember distinctly when he was like, and on every birthday, I'm going to call you. I'm going to wish you a happy birthday for the rest of your life. And they separated my parents from about $15,000 on that day. Wow for free disney world tickets my folks still have this dumb timeshare you know from 1996 and uh it's it's a real thing and it's super effective marketing it's incredibly really effective you're you're trying not to offend those people and like they know that and so they're trained to basically be obnoxious you know and what you really just want to tell them is like just get off of me i don't want to hear your spiel but you can't yeah. because there's a politeness baked into you and they know that and they play up on that and it's awful. It's just awful. And it's very effective. It's it was really effective. I, I finished the call being with and I, I went in there, I was like, I'm not I'm not buying this. But they there were several times like but it's two hundred bucks to stay in Vegas for for four days. I mean like that you doesn't, are thinking that doesn't about sound that. I'm like I'm thinking about it. Like I could do I could do with a little holiday. That doesn't sound bad. It sounds pretty cheap. And they don't they don't mention any of the other stuff. All they want you to do is commit to going. And they're like, you know, I I don't want to book a, I don't want to book anything right now. It's like, well, you know, what we're doing now is not actually booking the dates. You're just securing the package. So you pay now, fully refundable, and you're gonna secure the package, and then you can pick whichever dates you want in the next year. I'm like, oh, that, that sounds not as committal. And they're like, what am I doing? Of course, I don't want to do this. This is this is some scam. Why am I? Why, right. I'm like I need to go now. Thank you very much. You're a very good salesperson. I don't want to buy it. Thank you very much. <laughs> so well, that person, yeah. you know what? You know what happened to that person? They did not get their coffee because coffee is for closers, and they didn't close. Yeah, I they wasted a bunch of time on me, and I felt really bad for it because they definitely last time I was uh, I got the similar call. They just called me up out of the blue at like uh-huh. seven thirty p.m. and I'm like what are you doing? And they're all very nicey nice. And then you're like, <laughs> you listen to the spiel and then you're like, no thanks. And then she changed like that on a dime and was like, well, fine. All right. Thank you very much. And hung up on me. I'm like, Hey, it's not my fault. You called me at the wrong time and like wasted your time. Like, don't get angry at me that you're the one who's, you know, didn't get the sale. Thank you very much. 
Anyway, effective marketing. Don't get scammed by Hilton's uh, timeshare. Yeah. Is that um, the moral of the story? Uh, big news from a couple of weeks ago at this point, but we haven't covered it on this show. And uh, I just want to really touch on it because this could be its own series of shows, essentially. But Facebook, um, or the company formerly known as Facebook, is... Yeah. Uh, well, they're not called that anymore. They're called Meta. And they are rebranding or they have rebranded overnight, essentially, in the middle of be- of being in the biggest kind of controversy. We've, we've touched on that controversy before. Um, yeah. So the timing is, you know, clearly interesting because such a rebrand couldn't have been planned and executed in a span of a few days. Clearly, they've been thinking about this for a while. But similar to what Google did when they rebranded into Alphabet and parked all of their brands underneath that, that thing, um, Facebook is now trying to move away a little bit from um, its original pr- platform and service and create an umbrella company that points, according to Zuckerberg, into the direction where they want to move their whole company into, which is creating a metaverse, um, a thing that none of us need, uh, kind of like bird scooters. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. nonetheless, these uh, these you know, tech tech geniuses want to uh, impose onto us. So uh, Zuckerberg, who is probably the alien from the John Lewis commercial and doesn't live in the real world, wants to make sure that none of us end up living in the real world and instead inhabit a metaverse uh, where we are all avatars and we get to essentially become characters from Wall-E and uh, grow fat on our couches while our digital selves look amazing and, you know, live these incredible lives. Um, again, uh, theme of the show, I hate all of it. Um, I, 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 hate, I, hate just, it. Just, I hate I, it. Um, I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate the Facebook platform. I spend so much time on Instagram that it's bad. But it's, it's really interesting that they themselves have recognized or at least admitted that the Facebook brand in itself is tainted. It is, it is, uh, it is not a good brand to be associated with at the moment and breaking up the parent company, uh, from the product name is step one to distancing itself from the terrible steaming pile of, uh, of mess that they have created. And, you know, if they focus on Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, creating the the metaverse you know they're they're the source of i mean facebook is the internet for for a lot of the developing countries they're you know trying to create big hot air balloons of of uh of internet in places where you can't get wires to like they are a, a, a brand that's not going away uh in in the parent form but the app right. itself or facebook platform i mean I don't see it going anywhere soon because no matter how much people don't like about Facebook, they still pump billions of dollars of ad revenue because of the targeting is so good. And you know you're going to get guaranteed views and installs and conversions and sales. But at some point, people are going to stop using it because it's just at the moment like vitriol aggression to people and it is horrific to be on. So they know that the platform itself is is you know moving downhill, and they're just gonna make as much money as they can before they eventually to like cool you just sell it off and do your own thing. You know when they were just uh, when they were just or when he was presenting 
the metaverse and kind of the idea behind this. I was like, didn't wasn't the Second Life? Didn't Second Life do this? Yeah, I mean, maybe not a, in such an immersive thing. way, but like that was a thing for a while. Everyone was like, oh my god, Second Life! This is gonna be where people. And then I remember like brands were like rushing into this to open up digital storefronts on in Second Life, yeah. which served zero purpose. And I forget which brand it was, but it op- I think it was Papa John's, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that opened their virtual Papa John's. And the news was that when it opened, all of the Second Life people, players, um, converged dragons over it that just uh, actually shat on the store. <laughs> I would say out of all of the stores that could have opened, a food store is probably going to do the worst. Unless, of course, you ordered it in Papa John's and Second Life and a real pizza arrived at your house. It cool integration. Yeah. But stupid. You could also just order it for real. Anyway, well, I'm sure that there's going to be brands that are going to lean into this, experiment with this, and if Facebook is going to pump enough resources into creating this metaverse, there's going to be something that comes of it. I'm sure this is just the beginning of our discussion of of the metaverse. Um, I know Microsoft decided they're going to create some aspects of this within Teams. Um, I think Zoom probably will follow in their footsteps. Um, so we'll see, but I stand by my original comment, which is it's 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 a thing that no one needs or no nor one that anyone asked for, and all it's doing is uh, pulling people out of the here and now and putting them into like these virtual worlds that you know we need, we need to kind of pay yeah. attention to this world. I mean, I think I think as a as a distraction, they're doing a great job of getting people to talk about the metaverse and and figuring about the current issues that they have. As a as a business strategy to distance itself and to be able to focus on other things, so like Meta as the as the parent company, build out more portals, build out more Oculus, invest in you know hardware and software. You know maybe they bring out a, a smart speaker, maybe they start building out you know physical and um, virtual uh, experiences. They don't have to rely on Facebook as a as a brand which i think is which is a good idea for them as much as i hate to see them pivot to succeed they they need to uh if they're going to survive the what what hopefully will be the downfall of facebook (sighs) we'll see one can only hope i mean this is this is a really uplifting episode (laughs) well staying staying on the not very uplifting track uh i mean usually the football is a distraction uh and you know a pleasant and fairly consistent one at that uh the biggest one of the biggest stars in the nfl is the green bay packers quarterback aaron Rodgers, um who i think uh correct me if i'm wrong but i think he's the biggest douchebag right now in sports yes i think so right i think officially officially, yeah officially he is yeah okay that was as of as of last week yeah as of last week so what just quick recap for uh, those who don't know what happened with uh rogers so aaron rogers got covid uh and got then put on injury reserve so he wasn't able to play um not in itself a big deal because people who have vaccinated uh get covid and as a precaution they have to spend 10 days out um you know the many asymptomatic not a big deal generally fine yeah the problem is rogers went on tv and i have like 
some some level of sympathy for him but he basically they asked are you vaccinated and he said yes i'm immunized very smart good use of the english language so he gets he gets his he gets covid and they're like but you were but you had the vaccine and then suddenly everyone goes back to that and go he's immunized i'm in i'm immunized and like oh so you didn't get the vaccine he says no i went through alternative treatments and then it basically cascaded out that he spoke to his buddy joe rogan who who famous healer a bunch of famous yeah covid shaman um or covid shaman hey uh but basically he took in a bunch of cocktail of non fda approved proven medication uh and called himself immunized so he lied to everyone he said that he was vaccinated and also he was but he wasn't he took a bunch of crazy pills to but he was also he he also because because he was saying that he was immunized that he didn't follow any of the nfl protocols for non-immunized players which is wearing a mask in a press conference for instance he didn't do that right so uh again to your point no testing so no testing right everyone kind of took him at his word uh and for such a high profile player to to go and do something like this it just undermines um already a really tough job that health public health officials have to do and the image that the nfl is trying to project of you know we are uh completely on board with public health guidelines I and mean, 94 percent of nfl players and just virtually all of the training staff is is vaccinated not immunized but vaccinated yeah um and here is the biggest star in the game arguably um pulling trying to pull a fast one and getting caught in the act um which in itself okay like that's a sports story i think the reason i wanted to talk about this and and and, and brought this, we're bringing this up is how are brands choosing to um act on this because he he yeah. is sponsored by a lot of different companies uh, mm-hmm. one one that runs a lot of ads featuring aaron uh, rogers is um state farm insurance yeah um and I'm very interested in the fact that they decided to stick by him and they are, um, you, you know, they've issued a, a semi-critical statement, but they continued even through the controversy, they reduced the amount of ads they showed featuring him, but they still showed ads featuring him. Yeah. They, they, they he was like, that was like the number one rotation and they brought it down to like 10% or something, but they're still running. He's still getting paid. He's still on their, you know, future ads to shoot list. And I don't know, it's not a principle until, until it costs you money. And they were like, yeah, naughty Aaron, you should have got your vaccination, but, you know. But make sure you boy. have your life insurance. <laughs> but, you know, make sure you come back for the shoot. But this time, wear a mask. Ugh. Like, what? Well, come on, man. Just like, he did. Yeah, he he's not. I think the thing is, he's not trying to be a political statement. He didn't go out there and be like f you i'm not doing this i'm my own person he's like he didn't want to do it and he lied about it and then he put other people at risk but he wasn't trying to make it a political statement it was like he was trying to keep it under wraps that he wasn't so like you can see where he was trying to not make it a big deal and by itself making it a big deal but you know brands are some brands have dropped him others haven't i don't know it's just this is stupid <laughs> it's just stupid like what 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 i mean i guess it's like why would state i mean he's he's he sets an example to a lot of people and people are saying like if aaron Rodgers isn't doing it i'm not gonna do it 
Right. Yes. That's really bad. That's a really bad thing. But depending on like what you believe, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I don't even, I can't even, it's so dumb. It's just like, just get the vaccine, man. Just do it. It's, and then just, just don't lie about not doing it. If you haven't done it, just say you haven't done it. Yeah. It's, across the board just bad bad example all around you know from from not doing the thing that is the right thing to do to then lying about it publicly to then kind of be but, defined but about should it. state farm drop him for this like well do you, what, look, what do you like do you, if you were cmo of state farm and this happened like would you drop aaron Rodgers from your roster of talent like they've got patrick mahomes they've got uh, they got Jake from State Farm, so let's hope Jake from State Farm doesn't do anything bad because State Farm basically, very much an aside on a different tangent. I saw Jake from State Farm in a Hyundai ad, and I was very confused because it had nothing to do with State Farm. He's become such a face of State Farm that he can't be an actor in another ad without people thinking it's a State Farm ad. Anyway, right. reeling it back in. Like, would you drop Aaron Rodgers? That this this happens. They're and you're they're, like, think, they're they're thinking the long game. It's kind of like Nike and Tiger Woods, right? Like Nike yeah. never dropped Tiger um, when he was going through all the things. Um, and so I understand. I mean, they know that this is going to blow over, and you know he's he's still in his prime. And if if they sever their relationship with him now, then uh, they're gonna they're never gonna sign him again. They could have just stopped running ads with him at least for a while. Yep. You know, yeah. uh, they kept him in the rotation. That that was the crazy yeah. bit for me. And I get that there are people who are probably sitting there on the couch who are the, you know, customers of State Farm who are like, yeah, he did the right thing. But, you know, that's not the majority. Yeah. Should he... So I mean, you're, like, endorse, you're endorsing bad behavior. Yeah. I think I think you, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, like, Patagonia don't run ads on Facebook at all because they don't believe in the platform and they they, yeah. they were like they put a thing out says it costs them money and we we definitely lose sales because of it but we don't believe in what they stand for therefore they won't get our money and that is a very much an extreme position to take a you know a commendable one it, it you know in it it is a, a sacrifice to them it is a principle that they don't support that you know state farm they can just pull all our aaron Rodgers ads and then just like say that he shouldn't have done it say that they don't they don't condone it and if he wants to you know work with state farm they need to find an agreement where he can be safe and and vaccinated and then yeah in a year's what, time what, or six months time run some ads again you know state farm any insurance company their whole thing is like we are reliable and this guy is projecting an image of someone who is not reliable because he lied yeah and that to yep. me is like where the the damage is. Even if you take the whole like vaccine thing and put it to the side, right? He lied. Yep. Um, and you know, publicly. So, uh, yeah, I don't have a good answer. I mean, I guess long term business wise, um, it's 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 to their advantage to keep him. But yeah, you know, is he gonna? Is this just one? Uh, is this just going to be the only the one thing that he does in his career, and then he's going to be great afterwards, or is it going to be like Tiger who? keeps you know after the first thing happened just he, he seems to keep creating controversy we'll see 
Um, to finish up our show, just uh, a sad bit of news, I guess, and don't, it felt relevant because it's part. Of, you know, this 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 guy is a legend of the ad world. He he's he lived in your town of Portland and uh, co-founder yep. of uh, one of the most uh, storied um, creative advertising agencies. Uh, David Kennedy um, of Wyden Kennedy passed away, um, and I think we'd be remiss uh, if we didn't mention this and to just kind of acknowledge uh, his contribution to the history of advertising and the impact he made with uh, his work on Nike and coming up with this iconic brand campaign that to this day, everyone knows and loves, just do it. Yeah, I mean, he, you, you, we talk a lot about the, the giants from like the 50s and 60s and there's not a lot of of creatives or you know founders of, of agencies quite like Wyden and Kennedy who have established such a uh a cohesive ethos across their overall agency um sort of portfolio they you, you know what Wyden and Kennedy stands for uh wherever you are and they have you know and it became from them and they were just such titans of the industry you know in in England Wyden and Kennedy is like the best one of the best if not the best creative shop year in year out and they've been around right. a long time and it's not often you get such uh creative power consistently and yeah they were just they 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 owned honda they made all of the good honda ads um McGarry Bowen did some some but <laughs> widen were the ones like everyone you, you talk about honda in england and it's like you know they everyone knows the honda ads from the late 2000s and the early 2010s they were they stood for creativity they stood for driving creative and brave creative um and taking their uh clients with them it was never about the sell it was about you know taking the eight clients along so that they can make great work together from i never worked there but that's how i understand it I also understand that there's a lot of sacrifice of the the human toll of of this, yeah. which is burnout and people, you know, sacrificing their own lives, not literally, but sacrificing their own time in their lives in order to make this great creative work. But they stood for creativity and great strategy above all else, and I you got to commend them for that. And like they're going through. They had the KFC relationship for seven years and produced some of the best KFC work. And I was reading this. Um, the current CMO is running a pitch. Uh, the Martin Agency mm-hmm. and Wyden and Kennedy are in, were in that pitch. And the CMO was using examples of Wyden and Kennedy work that they had done, saying, <laughs> I want the agency to do work like this. And they're just like, hi, we did that work we're still yeah. here and they just like them and the martin agency were both like we're out of here i heard some other stuff about how they were trying to like buy ideas from great creative shops and then mm-hmm. use cheaper creative shops and cheap production companies to make the ideas wacky idea in creative advertising let's see what happens nope. there but don't that don't sounds do like that. a terrible idea don't do that really that is awful but Wyden and Kennedy make good creative work they have really great people and there's a reason why people want to work there 
So and there is a reason why uh, an iconic brand like Nike for 30 plus years has been a client of yeah. this agency. It's crazy. Like this doesn't happen anymore. No, literally it's, uh, it's, they've helped build that brand from nothing. So, um, yeah, our condolences. And, uh, I think it was a great way to sort of recap, uh, David Kennedy's legacy. So thanks for that, Alex. Um, I liked, I liked that they, they changed the name to Kennedy and widen, uh, to did they for, for not uh, all forever but for a little bit um no i like that they they like did kennedy and white and it was really nice but yeah that's awesome. Wyden, i mean it's just i think anyone outside of advertising knows the name widening kennedy even if you know they're not nothing to do with the industry they know that name and it's yeah it's it's because of yeah it's transcendent people. yeah yeah all right. Well, this brings our show to an end, at least for this episode. Um, yep. We have more things to discuss next time we meet in a couple of weeks. But until then, uh, thank you and talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thank you very much.